Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan Podcast. My name is Brendan and I am the Pastor of Discipleship at Victory Point Ministries. Um, There are a bunch of people who are listening to this podcast who I'm guessing do not call Victory Point their church home because I see that there's they have like stats on who's listening to the podcast and it'll say somebody from England is listening to your podcast or someone from Georgia or whatever and um, that confounds me. I don't know how people from England or Georgia are finding this podcast, but if that's you, send me an email, uh, Brendan McClenahan at victorypoint.org, and I would love to hear from you. Um, but welcome to the podcast, everybody. If you're new to the podcast, what we do is we read um, from a daily Bible reading plan, which is found on victorypoint.org. And every day we have a scripture passage, uh, Monday through Friday. It's usually a short passage, and we read and reflect on it. And it kind of comes from all over scripture, helps us stay grounded in uh, scripture as people of the word who follow Jesus and helps us recognize God's voice, helps us learn to listen to the Holy Spirit um, and recognize the Holy Spirit's voice. So um, welcome to that journey. Um, I hope that as you listen and you have thoughts of your own, that you feel comfortable sharing those with me uh, over email. And I would love to include those in the podcast. And also, just have been finding as people have been reflecting with me about the podcast, it can be really helpful to, before listening to this podcast, go ahead and read the scripture passages yourself. So like, for example, today we're reading uh, Genesis 37, one through four, and then we skip through 12 through 28. So go ahead and pause this podcast. If you haven't read it yet, go back and read it, write down some of your own reflections and then resume the podcast and see what we have to, say about it. Um, We don't have the right answers, but it's good to be in conversation with other people about these scriptures. So um, with that, this week, our podcast guest is Jackie Durr. So welcome, Jackie. Thank you. So Jackie is a member of Victory Point Ministries, and Jackie, you are also a musician. I am. And you are also a counselor. I am. Do you want to tell us about what you do and Yeah. um, So I have my own practice um, where I work with mostly kids. Um, I see a few adults too, but Mm -hmm. do just, yeah, lots of, lots of play therapy and um, it's, it's good. Just helping kids who have been through, um, been through some tough stuff, Mm -hmm. but lots of kids with with trauma backgrounds and yeah, Yeah. it's tough work, but work that I love. That's good. Yeah. um, I'm sure doing play therapy over zoom is a little challenging <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes it's required some new creativity yeah that is for sure but, yeah but it's working we're, we're making it work sweet well, thanks yeah. for being on the podcast jackie um it's so pleasure. we're going to read the passage for today it's genesis 37 verses 1 through 4 and then 12 through 28 would you mind reading that for us jackie sure i can do that okay Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob. 
Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons, because he had been born to him in his old age, and he made a richly ornamented robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Now his brothers had gone to graze their father's flocks near Shechem, and Israel said to Joseph, As you know, your brothers are grazing the flocks near Shechem. Come, I'm going to send you to them. Very well, he replied. So he said to him, Go and see if all is well with your brothers and with the flocks, and bring word back to me. Then he sent him off from the valley of Hebron. When Joseph arrived at Shechem, a man found him wandering around in the fields and asked him, What are you looking for? He replied, I'm looking for my brothers. Can you tell me where they are grazing their flocks? They've moved on from here, the man answered. I heard them say, Let's go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Dothan. But they saw him in the distance, and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. Here comes that dreamer, they said to each other. Come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to rescue him from their hands. Let's not take his life, he said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into the cistern here in the desert, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben said this to rescue him from them and take him back to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the richly ornamented robe he was wearing, and they took him and threw him into the cistern. Now the cistern was empty, there was no water in it. As they sat down to eat their meal, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices, balm, and myrrh, and they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, what will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. So when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. Thanks, Jackie. Yeah. So this is a really interesting story. Um, I think there's a lot to talk about in here. Mm -hmm. And I mean, most of scripture, you're going to have lots of different angles and things to pull out of it, you know, but what's, what's your, what's speaking to you today? You know, the, out of all the things that we could talk about, what are the, hmm. what's the thing that maybe is grabbing you today or for this time for this podcast? What's, what's on your mind about it? Um, I put myself in, in Joseph's shoes. Um, and I think this actually comes from my work as a therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think of this as a really traumatic event for him. Like he was really excited to go work with his brothers. Here's, he's the youngest of all of them. And, and his dad's like, yeah, you can go be with them now. And, mm -hmm. and then he finds them and they rip his robe off and they throw him in the cistern. And I just, I can't even imagine what that yeah. would be like for him to be, yeah. yeah, just, you know, to think his family is safe, family's supposed to be safe and it wasn't safe Yeah. for him. So you're seeing Joseph almost like one of your 
clients. <laughs> yes. He's a seventeen year old. I do see some yeah. teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think yeah. if if Joseph was coming into your office and telling you this story, what do you think Joseph needs? Mm-hmm. Like what what do you think he needs for healing and for restoration? Boy. Well it's I, that's what's interesting though, is that he like knowing the end of the story, uh-huh. like I know he's okay, but yeah. um for for most kids, I think who would be in that situation, just knowing that they're loved and yeah. um, you know, even though their family turned away from them, that they're still valuable, that they still have worth. Yeah. Um, but he like he made it through. Like he went through so much hard stuff, and then in the end, forgives his brothers. That that blows my mind. Yeah, um, how does he get to that spot? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to have these people who hurt him so much and who sold him and, mm-hmm. and then to forgive them. Yeah, like how does he pull it out of himself? I mean, I wonder if it has something to do with just his, the love he has, like he, it seems like his dad has really poured a lot of love into him. Mm-hmm. You know, like his father made him the coat and he knew that he was loved by his dad. I wonder if that's, sustained him through a lot of the the trauma day experience yeah yeah that's true that and and having the dreams and that was the part that got yeah he skipped Stood over down. that part but uh-huh. you know having this um these, these dreams from god of what the future could be like for him yeah um holding on to yeah so having that hope i think for him having hope to hold on to yeah i think that's huge. really important is the hope uh the hope that he holds for sure um, for me, what I was, um, I, I didn't really see this before, but um, the brothers are not where the father thinks they are. They're in Dotham, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I go, um, so that's a couple of, like the whole bad report Joseph gives for his brothers at the beginning, like kind of telling on them, yeah. you know, kind of being a tattletale or, or just, you know, doing the right thing and saying, hey, my brothers are up to no good and then them being bitter about it. And then you, the next time you see them, they're not where you expect them to be. And you go, what were they doing? I don't know what's in Dotham or what they're, it doesn't say what they're doing in Dotham. But mm-hmm. I go, were they, were they doing something they shouldn't have been doing again? And he caught them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I was just thinking about that. And the unfortunate situation Joseph's in of seeing something that he shouldn't have seen and then feeling the, his integrity pull him to be like, I'm going to have to say something. And his brothers wanted to quiet him, you know? So I didn't see that before. So that was something that stood out to me. Um, another thing was just, this is just, I can sometimes get confused in these Genesis stories because like brothers are always like killing each other and hurting each other and stealing from each other. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. Israel, Jacob should have known this. I mean, he was, he pulled a huge trick on his, his brothers, right. you know? And then you've got um, the Ishmaelites in this story remind you of, you know, Ishmael and Isaac and Ishmael, right? Like, right. and here they are, they're distant cousins coming down the road um, who they sell them to, which is so interesting. You got the children mm. of the promise selling one of their brothers to, you know, the, the, uh, the Ishmaelites, which is kind of harkens back to earlier in the story. So you're reminded in all this stuff that like generation after generation, you've got brothers who are just fighting each other. And it brings out that Psalm, you know, 
um, how good and pleasant it is when kindred dwell together in unity, mm. you know, right? Like, it's almost like you feel a sigh of relief when you think about maybe the someday being resolved or not having this fight. And like you said, the reconciliation that happens at the end of Joseph's story, but also um, we get glimpses of that, you know, even in, you know, Jacob and Esau get some of that, you know, um, there's some healing that happens there too. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just, I was thinking about some of those things um, too in this passage that I hadn't seen before. Um, and it's funny how you read scripture passages with somebody else or someone new and just them reading it brings things out that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. Um, or even just something. What every time we read scripture, there's just a little bit different thing that comes mm-hmm. out. So um, I don't know. Those are some things I'm noticing. Um, what I mean, there's no mention of God in this passage, is there? I don't see like. No, I don't what, think so. So this is something that I think is for for me has been a, a question I've been asking a lot of passages is. What is God doing in this passage? You know, like, where do you see God? Where do you see Jesus in this passage? Um, Where do you not see God or Jesus in this passage? Um, And primarily, just what is God doing? I don't know. How do you you respond to that? Hmm. I feel like um, he's... Kind of setting the stage for for the future and for um like, you know again it helps knowing the end of the story yeah, yeah, yeah. i think but um yeah and and just really talking about yeah just the dysfunction in his family and like you said the fighting with the brothers mm-hmm. um showing that you know even through these bad things even through the the off way that joseph is treated and just yeah, even for the brothers to feel the way that they did about their dad showing favoritism to to Joseph. Um, it's kind of like the groundwork. So here's these hard things happening, but we yeah. know in the end that God's gonna yeah God's gonna make it make it right, and that He's He's present through it all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I totally agree. It's through common and oftentimes unfortunate events like this, that God is working. Like this is how, if you know the end of the story, this is how the people of Israel get saved. Like Joseph gets shipped off to slavery. He becomes the head honcho next to Pharaoh in Egypt. And then all of God's, you know, then he rescues his brothers from famine because he's in a position of power. Like, mm-hmm. and he chose to have forget like forgiveness, right? And I can't help but think of Jesus, right? Like mm-hmm. Jesus who was, who was, who was beaten and flogged and stripped, right? Like, yeah. and he was our brother, so to speak, who became human and was the beloved child of God mm-hmm. who was stripped and beaten and um, sent off to hell. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so sent off to the enemy right and then what happens when jesus goes down to hell he ascends he sends back mm-hmm. to heaven and he becomes he sits at the right hand of god and now he has power to save you know what i mean like it's through that stuff that the the horrors of the world like the unfortunate circumstances that we live through every single day that god is exercising salvation and turning all these 
terrible things into something that reflects his kingdom. So I couldn't read this passage without thinking that. And it just it made me, gave me a deeper understanding of Jesus, I think this time especially, um, to see Joseph as as a little bit of a Christ figure. I mean, he's yeah. um, he definitely pers- like paves the way for us to begin to think about how Jesus would sacrifice himself, you know, mm-hmm. and um, be killed for being righteous, you know? Yeah. So anyway, those are some things to think about today. So thanks for um, just digesting that passage with me, Jackie. Yeah, Everyone, I uh, hope you tune in tomorrow. We're going to be reading Psalm 105. So um, have a great rest of your Monday. And um, just remember that today, I don't know what's happening for you today, but um, there's probably going to be some unfortunate things that happen today. I mean, not every day is perfect. And um, just know that the Father's love um, is with you, that God loves you so much, and that Jesus, who has already endured that kind of unfair treatment or the uh, suffering that you experience today has ascended to the father and is, um, you know, working for your salvation and for your good. And um, the whole spirit, the Holy spirit is with you. So um, go in peace and we will catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.